episode number 82, Camaro ZL1 Conquers All. Welcome to The Camaro Show, a podcast about all things Camaro and GM performance news. I'm Chris Frezza. And I'm Jason Debler. We're your hosts for this week's episode of The Camaro Show. Want to be part of our show? It's easy. Just leave a message on our voicemail hotline at 586-486-3182. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back, everyone, for another exciting episode of The Camaro Show. I'm Chris Irma Fergin Gerd, it's going to be a good show. I'm Jason. Oh yeah, I, for a second there, I almost said CamaroZ28.com. I don't, I don't know why. Well, it's because we ran that site for 17 years or something like that. Yeah. And yeah, but uh, it it happens. I still, I, when I still type Camaro, I'm almost ready to hit the type Z. Z28.co. <laughs> it you know it's ingrained in you. So yeah. after that many years, what the heck. Yeah, that's normal. But I tell you what, now we are the Camaro Show, yep. uh, a, a clear evolution of the CamaroZ28.com podcast. And do we ever have a spectacular show this week? I've been looking forward to doing this because of the news that came out in the past week. It was a good day in Camaro land, as Al puts it. The ZL1 news that we've had in the past <laughs> few days has been nothing but um, a whirlwind of... Irma Fergan Gerd, this is great. Yeah. Let's start by talking about the Nurburgring times that Chevrolet themselves released. Mm-hmm. Beating the previous ZL1 by, gosh, how, how much was it? Was it almost 12 seconds or 15? Um, the official time was 7.29.60. Right. Uh, the previous time was seven was it seven forty one? Something along those lines, yes. Why don't it seems why, like why it do seems I like a decade ago. In front of me. Yeah. I thought I had it memorized. I'm I'm pretty sure it's seven forty one. I think you're right. It sounds familiar. It sounds very familiar. But here's a deal. Seven twenty nine okay. For those who don't understand um time over distance is 12 seconds is a huge deal when you're doing 170 miles an hour. You know, that's 12 seconds means means a tremendous amount. So, according to our friends at Jalopnik. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have friends at Jalopnik. <laughs> well, I'll just say that just in the in the in the spirit of of goodwill because uh, those guys are crazy. Yeah. These are the cars that it the the the, the 2017 Camaro ZL1B Let's talk about the Lamborghini Gallardo, whatever the hell all this means, LP570-4 Super Legra at $235,000. The Koenigsegg, if I said that right, CCX at $4.85 million. Good gravy. The Ford Shelby GT350R at $54,000, and we'll I'll circle back on that. Okay. The Porsche 911 GT at $175,000. The Mercedes-AMG GTS at $131,000. The McLaren 650S Spider $295,035. The Jaguar XJ220 from the 90s at $580,000. The Caterham R500 Super Light at $65,000, which is a true full-on race car. And then the Trabant, one of the worst cars ever made. (laughs) The Trabant. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that's what our crazy friends at Jaloptic <sighs> said. That's the, the that's the cars that that the, the ZL1 beat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. On the Nurburgring, I think the only thing closest to it in in reality is that uh, Ford Shelby GT350 R, fifty four thousand dollars. That's actually impressive. Yeah. Because we're going to get to this in, later on this episode is the pricing of the ZL1, but on the other side of the coin is that Koenigsegg CCX at $4.85 million. <laughs> you think it's a, do you think it's a bargain when you, when you put it that way? Well, the ZL1, well, let's talk about what's faster than the ZL1. According, yeah. according to the Nürburgring times, the Porsche 918 at $845,000, the Lamborghini, sorry, <laughs> Lamborghini Avent. Tador. Aventador. I'm not Italian. You are. Aventador. Thank you, sir. $399,500. The Ferrari La Ferrari at $1.416 million. That our good buddy, ACR. That our good buddy Ken Lingenfelder owns. Ken has one, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah as well as uh, many other things. The yes. Dodge Viper ACR at $118,000. The Chevrolet Corvette ZL, excuse me, ZR1. From 2013 mm-hmm. at $111,600. The BMW M4 GTS at $133,000. And the Radical SR8, uh, which has to be said that when it comes to pricing on this car, you got to remember this we're talking about a, a true race car, just like that Caterham R500 Superlight that it is faster than. Um, the Radical holds the lap record at the Nurburgring. Uh, hundred and sixty-two to two hundred and fifty thousand dollars plus tax and import duty, if applicable. So the closest thing that it comes, to, the the new ZL1 comes to, um, that is faster than the ZL1 is that Ford Shelby GT350R at fifty-four thousand dollars. However, what is faster than the closest thing is that 2013 Chevrolet Corvette ZR1 at one hundred and eleven thousand dollars. Right. It's right in the middle of ridiculously fast and ridiculously cheap are any of those cars not production cars are they race only cars well when when it comes down to the things that it beat um the caterham r500 superlight is definitely one of those we're also talking about the koenigsegg ccx which is 4.8 million dollars it's nuts okay nuts. mercedes they're, they're all well well over 100 and hundred thousand dollars into the two hundred thousand dollar range bordering on millions of dollars so i guess the closest thing to a true production car that is faster than the zl1 is that uh 2013 zr1 mm-hmm. and and for the record the previous camaro uh zl1 ran the ring at 741.27 so i was right i I, I, I honestly, Chris, you, you and I have been in this business, in this realm for 25, 30 years. And I honestly can't say that I've seen a better performance value and bargain than what these numbers show. Mm-hmm. You can drop 60 grand, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, on a car that can compete and beat a car that costs nearly five million dollars <laughs> okay yeah i am still stunned still at this point yeah is it the best car ever no 
Is it a car that can compete? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You want to race? I was talking to my wife. I'm like, I want to buy a ZL1 and I want to race it. I want to become a competitor with this car. It could happen. However, what our friends at Jalopnik says. (laughs) The very (laughs) last line. The very last line of their article. Anyways. Anyways, (laughs) Nürburgring times don't matter. Also true, because it all depends on who's behind the wheel. Yeah. Who do you think was behind the wheel of that ZL1 video, by the way? I I believe that's Aaron Link. Uh, I would think so, too. The same person who did the the video, uh, the the, uh, first ZL1, the one that won 741. Super cool guy, super great driver. The capability is there, my friends, and it's good. So how much is it going to cost us, Chris? The ZL1? Yeah. Let's see here. Let's go to the price configurator that was released this week. And all the options. Boom. Our good friends at CamaroNews.com announced that GMFamilyFirst.com released the configuration options here. Uh, And it looks like if you want to start configuring a Camaro ZL1 with supplier discount, $59,889.40 was the starting price. And then you start adding all the options. What do we got here? There's, you know, that that 10-speed automatic transmission, which we didn't say was used in the Nurburgring video. Unlike the last mm. one, which was using uh, a manual transmission, you can go and you can configure your car now uh, on GMFamilyFirst.com and and price it out. Uh, the new A10 automatic transmission is only a one thousand five hundred ninety five dollar option. Only. <laughs> when we say only, what do we have to gauge against that? I I, I have no idea. This is the, this is something brand new. If I remember right, when I bought my first Camaro. The six-speed manual transmission actually was an upcharge. It costs more to have the six-speed manual versus the, <laughs> I feel silly saying this, four-speed automatic <laughs> transmission. So 20-plus uh, yeah. years. Uh, uh, whoa. It'll be, tw- oh, dude, it'll be 21 years this December when I bought my first Camaro. Wow. So 21 years later. Yeah, you can get a manual if you really want it, but you can get that kick-ass 10-speed automatic transmission for a mere $1,400. Is there a gas guzzler, guzzler uh, premium on top of that? I'm looking for that right now. It says is MSRP is $62,135. GM supplier discount is $59,889.40. I don't see a destination or a gas guzzler in the configurator. That doesn't mean that there might that there isn't, but I don't see yeah. it in the configurator. I do I, see that if you want the brand new performance data recorder, it's going to cost you thirteen hundred dollars. Would you get that? If I was going to race the car, mm-hmm. I probably would because I would love to be able to track how I ran and then be able to play that back and then maybe also share that out on my social circles. One thing I probably wouldn't get is the f- carbon fiber stuff, and that's a five hundred dollar option. Carbon fiber is so nineteen ninety nine, but yeah, premium. The other carpet. options are floor mats, yeah, and car covers, yeah, which you don't need. Well, some people do. I I had such great luck with my cover craft uh, yep. car cover that I'll I'll buy another one hands down. I'm st- I, it's been days, and I'm still going. God, I can't believe. 
the pricing on this car for what you get out of it. And I want this car so bad. I can <laughs> taste it. Taste it. Well, it's been, God, three years since I had my last Camaro. At least. Yes. You know. At least. I'm due. I am so due, man. Yeah, because you, you bought it in 20, 2009, right? 2009. I sold it in 2013, I think. Wow. Ugh. My garage is so empty, empty and desolate. I need to do something. I got, <laughs> I, I, I got to do something. I got to do something. All right. What more can we say about the ZL1? I can't wait till it's out. Uh, our our friend Becky Doyle from Roger Chevrolet posted today on Facebook. They got their very first one in, uh, and it looks good in black, all black, blacked out. Oh, it, all it needs How is red awesome horns. That dude. That's it. It just needs red horns to look more evil. Otherwise, yeah. it can't. Yeah. It goes to eleven. Goes to. <laughs> Somebody will get that. <sighs> yeah. Well, we're all gonna right. link. We're gonna link up all these articles in the show notes from our friends at Camaro News, from our friends over at GM Authority, and from. I guess we might have a friend over at Jalopnik. <laughs> I've met some of those guys before. They're, they're funny. I've even told them. I said we introduced them as those crazy guys over at Jalopnik. Yeah, yeah. They are crazy. They're they're nutty. Yeah. All right. You know what? Let's talk about something more rigid. How about Consumer Reports? This is not something that happens very often, is it? Or ever with Consumer Reports and Camaro in the same sentence? I don't think so. Well, I don't think it's ever happened. GM Authority reported today that the 2016 Chevrolet Camaro landed on the Consumer Reports recommended list. What? Yes, yeah, d- despite sports car sales taking a nosedive this past September, the 2016 Chevy Camaro remains a lauded vehicle to purchase. Its latest love affair came from a high profile too. Consumer Reports named the 2016 Chevrolet Camaro as recommended due to much improved reliability. The results came from the latest auto reliability survey. So while the Lansing is uh they've they've upped their game there, man. They they we we know how well the car was produced in Oshawa and for it to uh, reach this level uh and gotta say hats off Camaro team man this is awesome now when it comes to washers and dryers or televisions or toaster ovens yeah I listen to what Consumer Reports says I always have when it comes to cars they've always seemed very biased so I'm surprised to see this just as you are Chris yeah it's I don't think it's ever made it yeah it said the the 2016 Camaro was recommended alongside the 2016 uh, Chevy Cruze, 2016 mm-hmm. C7 Corvette, and the 2017 Cadillac XTS. So there you have it. Excellent. America is coming back. America, baby. Amer- mer- you know what? I refuse to say America because it cheapens America. Yeah. So I don't say it. I'm all stingy about that shit. Sorry, earmuffs. Okay. We've got, we've got, we've got some voicemails here we got to get do. through. We do. We do. And then we're going to talk about uh, SEMA. Yeah. And uh, what to expect because we're like, what, Chris? We're days, we record this hours, days away from Days it. and hours away. Yeah. yeah. So let's get to those voicemails. I can't let's, wait to hear them. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, guys. Bentley Fierro here, Dana Point. Okay. So here, I got some interesting stuff here. Pretty. Uh, I have been seeing a lot of new Camaros on the street now, and I'm all over the place. I'm in LA, Orange County. I'm all over the place. So. 
Uh, obviously, the sales uh, discount is working. I see many, many new Camaros on the street at that, and I can't tell the difference between a six and a four cylinder, but I see plenty, convertibles as well. Next thing, um, oh boy, kind of forgot what I was going to say, guys. Okay, here we go. You're going to SEMA. What the hell? Everything's already out on the new Camaro. We got the ZL1, one LE, 28 coming out. I mean, the car's been out barely a year, and everything came out already. So tell Al Oppenheiser, throw in there, and people want it. I bet it would do well. Just make a speedster, convertible speedster Camaro. Nobody has it. It would be a game changer. I'd love to see that. Imagine a ZL1 speedster or anything. That would just be totally killer. And uh, the new ZL1, 729, Nürburgring time. What an amazing car. Bang for the buck, supercar, supercar, exotic performance uh, at a beer budget. That's just freaking awesome. Totally cool. Last thing here, I heard the message from the Canadian guy. I mean, it's Canada, you know? Everything there is more expensive. The car is good looking. They dropped the price and it's moving along well. So definitely on the look. Looks great. And uh, price drop should be moving along. So anyway, love the show, guys. Let's hear some more stuff. And uh, I'm very curious about that next B28. What are we going to have there? And throw the 10 feet on the 1LE. They should do it. That'll be, again, another game changer. All right, guys, take care. Bentley Fiero, Dana Point, California. Good old Bentley Fiero calling in. Wow, there's so much to talk about what he just talked about. Oh, man. All right. I'm just going to say this out loud. Bentley, if you do not show up, to our SEMA meet and greet, I will personally hunt you down and blow up your car. <laughs> End of story. He's in California. He's, he's probably like a three, four hour drive. Yeah, I'm, I'm you just, know what? We're flying three or four hours, yeah. so he can get his hyper ass up to meet <laughs> us and buy us drinks. Actually, I'll buy you drinks. Wow, that was an action-packed voicemail. Okay, oh, where to begin? He said, tell L to make a speedster Camaro. That he he's right. That would be a game changer. But would people buy it? How much would people pay for it? That's yeah. the first question Al would yeah. say. Yeah. Now SEMA is not used to unveil new cars. SEMA is what? What does SEMA stand for? Specialty Equipment Marketing Association. Equipment Equipment Marketing Association. So basically, aftermarket. Aftermarket. Right. So Chevrolet and um, the the big automotive manufacturers use this to kind of show off parts and concepts of parts to put on your cars or this is i know the 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 place that they introduced the synergy um series for the fifth gen where they they came out with the the they showed the krypton green last year and, and uh synergy green in, in years past this isn't a place where I, I think they would show like a z28 or a new car that would be more along the lines of L.A. Auto Show, Detroit Auto Show, Chicago, Correct. That, that kind of stuff. Right. So what the smart marketers do is they say, okay, here's the car that you could build or you could buy, and then you could add our parts to it to make it yours. That's right. why in years past we've seen all when, – when the fifth gen came out, it was all the um, Chevrolet performance – you know, air filters and tires and shifters and wheels and spoilers and ground effects and everything. The things that you can go to your dealership and say, hey, I already have a Camaro. I want to add this to it. A Speedster kit, it was done with the fourth gen. God, what was the name of that? Riken, Riken, Ryko? Gosh, Chris, it was like the late 90s. 
Riken performance. Something they had like, like that. A, a speedster kit where it was like a cover that covered the from the driver's seat back. I think Callaway did something too. Oh God. <laughs> Riken performance. Remember those guys? Yeah. Did, yeah. yeah. We're only around for a while, but I think I think you're onto something. I think if somebody were just basically make some sort of um hard tonneau cover for the convertible Camaro owners because the convertible looks so good with the top down. Yeah. Totally. That'd be that'd be great. Uh let's see uh what what else did he say? Uh ZL1. Well, we already talked about that. Bang for the buck, yeah. Hope you hope you get one, Bentley. Ho- hope you show up at our meet and greet. Damn it. <laughs> they're 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 out now, so well, thanks, thanks for calling in again, Bentley. Always great to hear from you. You and bet. We we have a couple more, yeah, voicemails. But first, here's how to contact us. Hey, want to be part of this show? Well, we want to hear from you. Just hit our digits at 586-486-3182, 24 hours a day. Leave us a message, and we'll feature it in an upcoming show. So what are you waiting for? Do it now. Yes. All right. Here we go. Next one right now. Hey guys, this is Tom from Masson in New York again. Um, a couple episodes ago, you guys were talking about, you know, your favorite generations of Camaro, and I was thinking that for me, it's just not a generation, but like in the first generation, I prefer a '69 Camaro over '67 or '68. In the second gen, I prefer the '70s to the '73s. Um, not a big fan of the third gen, fourth gen, 98 to 2002. And for the fifth gen, I like the first iteration of the fifth gen from 2010 to 2014. So that's how I look at it. So I'd like your thoughts if, you know, you guys or anyone else out there, you know, likes a certain generation other than another one but like within the generation anyway keep up the good work love the show see ya Tom thanks for calling in he's got a good point there's always in the generation there's always like almost like a inner generation within I'm thinking the year the year they got it right yeah or like with the fifth gen in 2014, when they did a mid-cycle refresh and changed the taillights and everybody crapped themselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. He's got a good point. Yeah. There's, there's, there's subtle changes throughout the generations that we're, we're, we're very quick to, to say, oh, what's your favorite generation? One, two, three, four, five, or right. six. It's weird to say six at this point. But there's some great years, individual years in between each generation. I agree. The 69 Camaro was better than the 67. The 67 was great because it was the inaugural year, but the 69 was when it became its, it came into its maturity where it became more muscle looking, yeah. like performance looking. Uh, third gens, I disagree with you, my friend, but that's what opinions are for. Yeah. I love the third gens. The seventy over the seventy whatevers when they started getting slanty and 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 frog butted. Um, <laughs> that, well, that's what they look like without spoilers. You yeah, look the, you look at a second gen Camaro without a rear spoiler; it looks like a frog butt. Yeah, that's what I've always said, even when I was a little kid. Now, fourth what about gen, what about the fourth gen? 
93 through 97 or 98 through 2002? What is your favorite? I have such a hard time with that one because I know. When, I've owned when both. See, what? I've owned both. Me too. And I don't know. I, I, I like the LS1, but I also liked the front end better on the 93 mm-hmm. through 97. The aggressiveness um, of yes. that front end. Yeah. I, the LT1 was okay. I just the the damn OptiSpark. I don't, I don't. <laughs> well, we're just talking about looks, not yeah. But you know, you know, there's part of that car that I mean, the engine does go along with the car. But every now and then, you'll see like a '96 or '97 SLP Camaro SS, like like the one I had on the street, and it will just it that was just perfect. Yeah. In my opinion, it was just the right combination of angles, wheels, looks, performance. Uh, I, I I really wish I had my first Camaro back because they're they're so uncommon at this point. But the '98 with that LS1 when that came out, it made so much great power. It was unbelievable. Speaking of um, LS1 Camaros, did you see what happened to Andrew McCall's Camaro? Mm-hmm. I did. I did. Uh, followed through, followed that, and then uh, Katie sent me a message and said they they found the replacement, so they're getting it from Florida. Uh, but they're still still upset, you know, over the you know the kind of freak accident they got rear-ended and crushed pretty good uh, in that convertible they had. I'm extremely proud of the awards that my cars have won, but I can't hold a candle to what our friend Andrew McCall's cars have won. And it was a great, uh, that was a 2000, 2001 Camaro SS convertible that was just meticulous inside and out. I won over him one year and one year only, and it got ass-packed by a minivan. Nobody got hurt, but the cars totaled, and and it's it's heartbreaking to the McCall family because yeah. they put so much time and effort into that. And I, I, I get it. So uh, we, we've got one more voicemail, right? we got one more, yep. All right, let's get to that before I start crying. Hey, Chris and Jason. This is Sean from Oceanside. <clears throat> hey, Chris, I got a, a question for you about uh, how does your wife feel about uh, the convertible, uh, your new convertible? And the reason I ask is I noticed over the years that when you see a, a couple in a convertible, usually the guy is driving and he's got a smile on his face or he looks happy. And the wife or the girlfriend or significant other, whatever, she's in the passenger seat and she does not look happy. The window is up and they're kind of got kind of look irritated because the wind's blowing their hair and all that kind of stuff. And not all the time, but a lot of the time I've seen that. So I was just curious, how does your wife like uh, the convertible? Has she driven it or how does she like riding as a passenger with the top down? Anyway, uh, you guys have a great uh, week and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Sean from Oceanside. Hope, hopefully, we we, we see you uh, in, in Las Vegas. Uh, Hope so. In a few days. Um, I, I think this would be a question probably to ask me next year. I haven't had too much time, really, with my wife in the convertible. Uh, the time we have spent with the top down, she's happy. And she's also driven the car, too, with the top down. Um, I wouldn't say she's unhappy. I wouldn't say she was thrilled i would say i don't don't know how to put it it just um doesn't seem to have any 
reaction either way. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, this is this is cool. It's, it's it's a car. I'm driving it. It's it's a convertible. Yeah, that's it so far. So I don't know. I got it in September, so I've only had September and now October to drive it. So I don't know. Have to ask me more that Latin next year when I've had more time with it. I remember when I had my first Camaro, my 96, um, I take the T-taps out. My girlfriend at the time, she's like, I don't want to ride in there because it'll mess up my hair. And me, with my motorhead ego, said, listen, nobody's looking at your hair. They're all looking at my car. <laughs> so said, Whatever. Whatever. If you believe that or not, that's what's important. Not hair. Yeah. Hair gets combed yeah and, and the convertible really doesn't blow your hair around all that much unless it's really windy outside i haven't really had too much of a problem the convertible is <laughs> quite nice quite nice i don't know i mean leslie said it's just a car it's, it's okay it's a top down yeah it's okay yeah and it's <sighs> gonna be in the 70s here tomorrow so i'm definitely putting the top down again well it's almost halloween at 70s yes I remember when I was a kid, I would have to trudge through snow wearing my Darth Vader costume <laughs> in Michigan. This year's been pretty good. I can't complain. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for the voicemails, dude. That's it. Yeah. And uh, Thanks, guys. Much appreciated. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about some other automotive news here. Real quick. According to Fox News, there's an all-wheel drive Challenger Showing up on the EPA website, kind of weird. I mean, mm-hmm. they've been talking about an all-wheel drive Dodge Challenger for a while, but when it shows up on the EPA website, that means they're actually kind of serious about it. So what does that mean for the Camaro? Because it's the Mustang, the Challenger, the Camaro, and we always talk about that when it comes to sales figures and things like that. Right. But what if they do an SRT8 all-wheel drive gas-sucking destroyer? <laughs> They're saying that uh, it could be a wide-body design uh, used also for the Challenger SRT Hellcat. There you go. They basically reposted this article from Motor Authority. It's a Dodge is expected to add the Challenger GT to its lineup in the fall. Uh, It will be available exclusively with a V6 engine rated at 305 horsepower, 268 foot-pounds of torque, and the Challenger V8s have been ruled out due to tight and packaging and torque restraints of the all-wheel drive system, which is borrowed from the Charger. Though it's yet to be confirmed, it's thought the Challenger GT will feature a distinct wide-body design, which you were just talking about yep. for this yep. for this thing. So We're looking at the same thing. It's on Fox News, but it was it actually gave significant credit to Motor Authority. Mm-hmm. So I, I always get my Grand Cherokee oil changed. Uh, the other day, and I walked into the dealership down here in Nashville, and um, they had three SRT8s in a row in the dealership. That's really the first time I've actually walked up on a Challenger. Dude, no joke. That is a big car. Oh, yeah, it is. It is, it is a is, big car. It's not just big. It's big and by it, today's standards. And it hasn't. And it's expensive. It, it hasn't changed in nine years. Has it been that long? <laughs> Yeah, it was. It came out in two thousand eight, I believe. So what's to say that that Chrysler is getting tired of it being Camaro and Mustang, Camaro Mustang, Camaro Mustang, 
And they're getting tired of holding steady with their sales figures. And they say, you know what? Let's come out with a new Dodge Challenger that's lighter and smaller and still all-wheel drive and powerful. Ooh, that'd be cool. It would. It would. It definitely would. I think they'll do it. I hope they do. I really do. I do, too. They've been, I guess, holding steady with their sales for many, many, many years now. Um, uh, hopefully FCA is, is doing something in the background to, uh, produce another car. You know, we you shall got, see. You got the Hellcat Charger, Challenger, <laughs> and then the, the new truck, the, the Jeep, right? The Grand, Grand Cherokee SRT8. Um, Trailhawk had, or something they're calling it, call well, it the, the, well, the Hellcat one. Well, they had current generation in the showroom. $79,000. Oh, is that all? No, 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 that's not all. That's a lot. Yeah, it sure is. God, it's beautiful, though. Sure it really is. is. It's, it's what our, I, I, we talk about this all the time. I miss my Trailblazer. Every now and then I'll see a Trailblazer SS. I'm like, God, I miss my Trailblazer. That's the only option. Yeah. Only right now. Uh, good looking cars, but God, expensive and fat. Let's talk about SEMA. We're going to be there a couple days. Uh, by the time you hear this show, uh, it's probably going to be released early. Uh, we will be in Las Vegas for the uh, 2016 uh, SEMA show. And we will have our meet and greet um, Wednesday night, this coming Wednesday, at 8 p.m. at the Octane Bar in the Excalibur. So if yep. you are coming to SEMA or you live in the Las Vegas area and want to come meet us, hang out with us, talk to us, talk with other prospective business contacts who will probably be there, come hang out with us. If your name is Bentley Fierro... <laughs> By all means, November 2nd, 8 p.m., Octane Bar, upstairs of the Excalibur Hotel and Casino. We will be there awaiting your presence, sir. Yes, we'll be there. It's always a good time. Um, Come as you are, go as you please, buy yourself a drink, buy somebody else a drink. That's how it is. Many business contact have been made there. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's really cool. Looking forward to it. Um, in terms of SEMA, Chris, are we going to be live streaming anything or? Oh yeah. I'm going to be tweeting, Facebooking, live streaming, everything all through. I like to go through all the cars that are outside the Mm -hmm. SEMA area because I start getting a crappy signal and the Wi-Fi isn't the greatest inside the show for live streaming. Outside is the better. So I'll live stream outside. Uh, we'll we'll be definitely be doing interviews and videos and stuff and who knows there there could be another gears and beers episode after this weekend. Whoa! <laughs> you never know. You never <laughs> know. Here's the deal, folks. All this weekend and throughout the week, stay tuned to our Facebook page where we're going to be posting our updates, our live streams, if we can manage to get the bandwidth to do so. Yep. Chris, where can they find that? Facebook.com slash Camaro Talk Show. Um, if you follow us on Twitter, it's uh, at Camaro Show. We'll be on there. Instagram, at Camaro Show. Everywhere. Cool. Yep. Cool. Hey, are we on Vine, too? <laughs> well, rip Vine. <laughs> There's some funny stuff on Vine. There sure is. And I, oh, that's, that's, I could talk about that for an hour. But you know what? The bottom line is they, they couldn't make money. They couldn't figure out a way to make money. They couldn't figure it. out a way to make money. Yeah. 
even though there's some Think- great content on there. <laughs> Hilarious content. Yes. All right, folks. So we're going to be back. Let's see. I guess next week with a SEMA recap. Yeah. But but hopefully we'll be able to bring you a lot of cool stuff from SEMA in between on our social media outlets. Yep. So pay attention. Stay tuned. We'll be back. We appreciate all the voicemails, emails, and all that kind of jazz. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Camaro Show. Don't forget, drop us a voicemail at 586-486-3182. We'll see you next week. See See ya. ya.